once again, you're listening to What's Up Aboard, the podcast. For those of you who may not know, this is a podcast that focuses on love, life, relationships, and everything in between. Everyone has a story to tell. I just want to know, what's yours? With that being said, one of the weekly goals of this podcast is to help people like you learn from our guests and comprehend information from a different lens of perspective. To all the listeners out there, both old and new, salute. Now let's begin this episode. Over to you, Wardy Ward. Good afternoon. My name is Wardy Ward, and I'm going to be your cool captain on this important episode of What's Up Aboard the Podcast. So you know what's about to go down. If you hear something you like today, feel free to hit that like, subscribe, and follow button. We definitely appreciate it. I also give a shout out to my co-host in the building today. Tiki, what's going on with you? Hey, Wardy Ward, what's up? You know how I do, just trying to make it do what it do. Anyway, I heard you got to hook up on a skincare company. What's up with that? I absolutely do. This is Emiru Skincare. It is a plant-based um, organic skincare product. Um, classified as clean beauty, vegan. Um, it's uh, making its mark in the skincare world. It's designed to improve the health of skin too. And um, so you can visit the website at www.emiruskincare.com. Um, good for both sexes, men, women. So take care of everybody's skin, all skin types. Okay. All right. We'll go ahead and get started then. One of our uh, famous sayings on the show is everybody has a story to tell, but we want to know yours. Our guest today certainly falls in this category. We look forward to hearing her story today. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Denise Gilbert to the What's Up Award podcast. How are you doing today, Denise? I'm doing good. And you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Glad to have you here. Yeah. So I always tell my guests when we get started to tell us in your own words, who are you? A little bit about you, you know? How, how would you describe her? How would you, who is Denise? Okay. Um, about me, um, I'm Denise. I grew up in a small family, mom, dad, brother, sister, um, religious. Um, I'm taking care of right now my little four kids. Well, one really, the rest of them are grown and out and moved out and one granddaughter. Um, I'm outgoing. I love people. I'm a people person in the um, healthcare field. That's what I've been doing most of my life. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have a heart for people and I'm helping others. And I'm a talkative person, too. So that's about me. I go to church. I'm a believer of Christ. Okay, good. So that's a two-parent household you said you came from? Um, it started off like that and then they separated after things had went on there. Um, it was an abusive relationship with mom and dad. They separated, and he had took care of us um, from there with family help. Yeah. How old were you when your parents separated? Really little. They only stayed together for my first year and a half of life. Oh, okay. so you have no memory of that and being together. I got a, I got a little bit because I, uh, you know, I kept dealing with my father's side, and I got lots of memory. I was over there every other weekend on my grandparents' on dad's side. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. How many kids did you say you have? Denise? I have four. Four, and what are their ages? They range from six, then there's 19, 21, and 27. 
Oh my god. <laughs> That's a wide range. <laughs> okay. So I know you so you pretty much started over with, with the young one, with the six year old. Yes, I did. Yep. It was the grieving. That's how that happened. <laughs> okay. We we we're gonna find out about that. So so I think you after the seven wait, wait. So he was nineteen, the nineteen year old, so he was uh thirteen. Or so when when you when you get pregnant with the six year old, something like that, yes. Are you okay. enjoying uh, this last one better? Is it a little more relaxed? This last no, week? no, no. He's driving crazy. <laughs> He's okay. He acts like my dad. <laughs> okay, yeah. So so what grade is yeah. the six year old in? Kindergarten. Ooh, half day or full day. He's in full day. I keep him active into sports and things. Good. Keep him busy. Good. Okay, cool. All right, before we get into your uh, background and, and, and the, the loving relationship we're going to talk about, I want to, did you grow up in Indianapolis? Is that where you're from? Yes, all my life I've been in Indy. Okay, so you, you haven't traveled that much? You haven't got away? You just pretty much stayed here? Never lived nowhere else? I've traveled um, when I was younger, but as an adult, probably... Two to three times, out, not many, not much. I, that's what I want to get into when I'm blessed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where's somewhere you trying to go or like to go? Um, Florida, Mexico, um, places like that. Um, yeah, them are two spots. And um, Atlanta, where my granddaughter stay, I, w- I want to go there again. I drove one time. Okay. You like the warm weather spots, huh? Like most people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you said you had, you're in healthcare. How long have you been doing healthcare? What are some of the positions that you've held? I've been in that field um, like 15, 16 years. DSP, um, home care, um, aid, uh, HHA, home health aid. Mm-hmm. And um, I just assist with the food, the cooking, the cleaning, and personal needs. Okay. All right. So obviously you've been doing this a long time, so you're definitely pretty good at it. Is that something you see yourself doing long term, maybe moving up into management or something like that as well? Um, no, um, probably like a trainer because I like to talk to people um, and help. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough, I can see that. All right, so let's go ahead and get into your story. When I, um, well, I'm gonna let you decide. What, what do you want to talk about first? Because you got you're such a, a person who does so much. I don't know where to start. I'm gonna let you tell me which one you want to talk about first. It's um, love life. I, I could talk about my brother losing my brother um, in 21. That subject, um, it was a tragic accident. They say, but I'm hearing more to the story than what what is said. That's out there. Okay, mm, I'm so right. sorry to hear that. Thank yeah, you me too. So, what happened there? Tell us about that situation. Um, do you want to know about my brother first, and then? Kind of like yeah, how, bits of it. Yeah, yeah. Set it up. You set it up. Okay. Well, my brother, um, he was a type, um, a person. Um, he ain't sugarcoat nothing. He was um, what word? He just he just gonna tell you like it is. He always kept it real, mm-hmm. as I would say. Um, he just mm-hmm. the person out in a minute. He had a bad negative attitude in the beginning. A lot of his life, he was in and out of jail, prison. Um, I took my kids to see him. I took his children to see him. Um, he got in a lot of fights growing up, different little things. 
But um, in the end, I seen some change that I never thought because he was the type that's not going to tell no one sorry or apologize or, you know, he called people that B-word often, even include myself. But mm. he wanted folks really in the end to have things on their own and not work for people. He wanted us to have our own business, so he was real tough on us. I understand him more since he has passed away, you know, with things he were telling me that now I see what he meant, that it was true, you know, about people, you know. So um, he ended up going to a party the, uh, you know, a, little, a night before, some hours before he passed away. That's what the plan was. But before he went to the party, he stopped at Mama's house. And he was very, very nice to her that day. And he, he he's not been nice to my mom a lot of his life. Very oh, wow. uh, mean tone, behavior, you know, a cuss mom out too. But this particular night before he died, some hours before, he was very sweet to her. Um, very nice. He had a long conversation. Um, he was nice to a few other people, uh, his friends he ran into earlier that day. He asked for mm -hmm. forgiveness uh, to a friend from 15 years ago. Something had happened concerning me because I was a sister and he didn't want nobody to do me no kind of wrong. So he confronted that dude some years ago, but they made up, you know, and um, the young man, he was like, wow. What is going on with him? He ain't never apologized. Never. He don't do that type of thing. His character's hardcore. So he did that. I thank God for that change. And uh, I also seen him shed some tears before he died. Uh, mm -hmm. His structure was like LL Cool J. He was built up like him, how he was built. Like real tough. Okay. And he walked with a tough walk. And I can't see him crying. I seen him actually cry when he lost his uh, friend of his. Um, oh. Police um, had shot him down and killed his friend. Mm -hmm. I seen him cry. Mm -hmm and ball out mm. and lay in a casket with tears. I never seen that side. I never knew that mm. would happen with how tough he was. Anyhow, before the, uh, the situation led to his death, they say um, that uh, he was chased. That's what the coroner is saying. But mm -hmm. the coroner is somebody who didn't write that in the report, but had told a family member of mine. And I'm that sister that's going to really look further into that because if you cause him to wreck and... Um, lose his life, I feel like that person should be in trouble for that as well. That's what that's what bothers me. But I got his face tatted on my chest and everything. I was like, that's in the wrong place. I said, no, that's uh, where your heart is. It's like right here. I don't know. Yeah, you probably can't see it. Oh, yeah, I mm -hmm. see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. big we were yeah. 11 months mm -hmm. apart. 11 months apart. Mm -hmm. So twins. Yeah. yeah. I didn't feel like he loved me the way he was mean to me, but a little bit after he died, six months later, I kept going to the scene. I tied some balloons up the tree. They flew up in the air. And some said, look, that had to be God. I look and then there's a piece of a gold chain hanging out of the ground, coming up the ground a little bit. And I actually was on the phone with my sister. She was in Vegas at the time. I said, look, sis, that was my brother's gold necklace that he had on his neck um, from the scene. So uh, the coroners have been there. The detectives have been there. My mom had been there. His kids have been there. All kind of folks probably been through there, but nobody found that. Not only did I find that, I found his wave cap, and that's something that he loved his wave. <laughs> I found his mm -hmm. two cell phones. This is a couple of days later, I found the other things: the cell phone and the wave cap and the Bible. That was my sister's. Mm -hmm. My point of telling y'all that is God had let me know that He really loved you because out of everybody that came through, I found everything my brother loved: his phones, both phones too, his wave mm -hmm. cap and his jury. He loved his jury, his waves and all that. I found everything, so they let me know, you know, that. And uh, also folks had inboxed me that were locked up with him when they found out what happened and said, you know, your brother had loved you, he really loved you, but he had a funny way of showing it. 
So that was mm. that's what I'm hard, having a hard time getting past. If somebody caused him to die, so it's been some anger emotions with me. I've done counseling and just different things, and I have my crying spells often. Like I miss him bad lately, as of lately, just out the blue. Mm. That's about yeah. my brother. So, how long ago was this? He died 21 of um, January. Third. Oh, so that's, that's, that's the same recent. day my daddy died. Mm. Mm. My, da- my daddy died the same day. Both died on a Sunday. Dad died at 43. Brother died at 44. January 3rd on a Sunday. Both on a Sunday on the 3rd. Wow. Sorry to mm-hmm. hear that. Mm-hmm. So was, was it a car chase with, with your brother? They said someone was chasing him the corner, said, but they did not put that in the report. So that's my prop, my concern is I want to dig further into that even later. I know it takes money sometimes, but sometimes it may not be um, that. It could be who I know if I find the right connection to talk to to help me get mm-hmm. into that. Because it had to be cameras. It was near the 38th and Franklin area where it happened at. Somebody had to hear something. It was around 3 a.m. Okay. What's your gut feeling? Do you feel like this was somebody that he knew? Because uh, the reason I ask is, especially all that you said, unusual behavior right before he passed. Sometimes people feel like they know something is coming or they're worried something is coming. Do you think he knew someone was after him? That he knew this person? who? I believe so. Here's the thing. Yeah. If you go into a party, a house party, that means you know mm-hmm. people, right? It's family mm-hmm. there and friends there. Um, mm-hmm. Out of everybody, is him. I'm hearing all kinds of stories. You know, after somebody died, somebody said he was drugged, but I ended up getting his autopsy like six months later, and it was saying mm-hmm. something about cleaning solution was in uh, his body. So that's a poison. Mm-hmm. If you get yes. hold of some of the stuff that it can cause you to black out at the wheel, some of the stuff he was under. My brother's skull was out of his head. His ear was off because mm-hmm. I asked the funeral mm-hmm. home for the details more. And they don't just tell you that. They say he's pretty tore up, but we can work with him. And they did. He had an open casket. But his son that took over all my brother's property wouldn't even release his body. I had to talk to him in a way that I normally don't, I say, to make him release my brother's body. Because my mama was going to do it, but the coroner said she's not the next of kin. It's his son, his child. It's a lot of been a lot of chaos and a lot of division in the family since brother's death. Because his son took every last one of my brother's cars and different things but I believe it's something to do with it might have rooted from the girlfriend he was with with a younger girl because two days before he died she had tore up his place uh, they said uh, gasoline and tore up the uh, TV just went through tore up he had pictures his son of the place because he ended up getting the keys um, from my mom and she and they ended up giving them to her the corner but once they found out next to Ken she had to release to him but the place mm. was tore up and I feel like it should be more detailed or they just letting him slip away because he's just another black man. But I believe she told her brother what went on in their relationship because it was it was an abusive relationship. They fought or whatever. He bought her cars and stuff, big things and whatnot. And she probably told her brother he got out of jail a week before brother died, and then my brother ends up dead a week after. I feel like in my soul, my gut, that it's something to do with him. I don't know his name though. I just know that mm. I know the girl's information from hearsay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing some some foul play there. Okay. Yeah, he dies a week yeah. after the brother get out of jail. Mm-hmm. You had uh, yeah. mentioned that you you went to uh, therapy about that. How does how did therapy uh, help you with this situation? What, what type of tools do they give you? Um, 
maybe talking about breathing techniques and inhale, exhale, and uh, to go to his grave site, um, to talk, write a letter, um, things like that. That's the hardest death I've experienced with my brother now. Mm-hmm. Out of everybody, if God could say one person to come back, it's a lot of people I really, 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 really love. My little 10-year-old cousin, I love him. He was gunned down. Um, mm-hmm. I love him so much. I love the guy who I was dating for many, many years. But out of all, I want my brother back because I didn't get closure. Um, with my mm-hmm. little cousin, I know yeah. he's all right with God. He's 10. With the one who I was in love with, he was had health conditions. I could let that go because he was tired. But my brother, he was so young, 40-something, and he had plans to travel the following year. But his life was, his life just, just like sure. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want my brother back if God could say one could come back, but I didn't get enough. I just didn't feel like he really loved me like he did, should, and he he had to, but I just don't, I just, I'm trying to learn day by day and just keep talking to God about it. Counseling is, yeah. it's something that helps talking though, and I, I walk and exercise and do my music and, you know, do things mm-hmm. like that. That's what they suggest. Yeah. Just yeah. takes time. Time is a healer too, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds, sounds like you you don't really feel like you get got enough out of the counseling to me. It sounds like it didn't really help you out too much. I go to church and I I look for my brother when I'm driving. I look in the clouds for shapes of him. It's weird. I'm just telling my story. And when I'm at home, when it's dark, I'm looking up in the walls for shadows. Um, I'm thinking I see him. I feel his presence. I'm looking for him constantly. I want him in my dreams. I've had him in my dreams a couple times. Him and a 10-year-old were in my dream together. I never knew people that dream of two deceased at one time, their cousins. And, you know, and then I dreamed of my 10-year-old cousin with his nephew that's a baby together. Now I dreamed of my grandma and my grandpa just yesterday. They deceased, but they came back alive in my dream. I'm dreaming of twos and twos and twos. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned weird. closure. I- I'm curious if, if you could speak with him. What what uh, would you need to know for closure? What is that you that you're the missing piece that you're missing on there? I want to know exactly what happened to my brother. Mm-hmm. That's gonna help me to rest a little better. That's gonna help me to just kind of let it go a, a little better. I'm never gonna get over it, but I plan my plans is to be better with God. I can. That's the plan. Yeah. I just want to know okay. exactly what happened. That's gonna make me feel a whole lot better. I don't yeah. even want the person to be deceased. I want them to be in jail for the rest of their life so they can feel everything. I don't even want that person dead. I just want them in jail for the rest of their life because my brother's life is gone forever. Yeah. yeah that, that, so that that's all I want. Get over something. I, I never I get my brother understand. back. My only mm. brother. I can have play brothers and fake ones, but they're not my brother. Yeah. So you guys my grew up together? My kids were just getting close. Yes. My kids were just getting close to him what caused my son to do drugs because not having his uncle around. They just had got close. I had dealt with that with my child for three years from the grieving that caused him to do that. It caused me to gain weight. Your son started doing drugs after the loss because he was kind of spiraling down a little bit? Yeah, he wanted to see his uncle. He wanted to talk to him because when you're on drugs, you can see them, you hallucinate. He would like hug a tree and say, that's uncle. Or he'd come up to a person and hug him and say, why the F you leave me, Effer? You left me. You're just cussing things out and people out. Mm-hmm. Talking to himself, talking to his uncle. You know, snatching my picture of my brother on my wall, running outside with it. Many police calls, you know, because the stuff he was on, it was heavy. It caused, it, I was mm-hmm. scared of my own son at the time. I've never experienced uh-huh. that. Tell him. Mm-hmm. How's he doing now, your son? 
Oh man, it's it's so much better. He had been in the shelter with a lot of drugs there, Willard's Mission, matter of fact. Mm-hmm. But um, I ended up letting him back with me, and it's been a total change. We've been in hotel rooms and everything. I had to get him away from that because they would not let him stay with me because he's 19. Anybody mm-hmm. over 18 and over, they won't let stay with me and a little one. That's six. So okay. we had to separate, and that was hard on us for him to be in one shelter and for me to be in another one. So I started um, staying in the room. And then mm-hmm. um, that got too expensive, and then I went back to the shelter. And then I asked my mom, could I stay with her for a while? And she really didn't answer. We ended up showing up, me and the little one. She wouldn't take the big one in, the 19-year-old, because of his drug use. None of the family would deal with my son. So imagine that. Nobody wants to deal with you. That really make you feel depressed oh, yeah. and down and low. Yeah. So that's what had went on. We just now got our own place. We've been in our own place now for about a week, and I'm still trying to get it together. Oh, I got to get a new okay. bathroom suit from good. That's but good that's, news. that's nothing. That's minor. We just got it. We've been in our place for mm-hmm. one week. I struggle some, but we'll be okay. Yeah. How does that feel? So, having your own place now? How does that feel? Good. I just want to make sure that um, I um, I got to learn how to, to budget more, because I'm one, like I said, I'm, I'm a people person. And I do for folks, I give my last to people and it look like I ain't even getting that back. But to have my own place, I love it because I don't have to get up at five or six in the morning at the shelter. You have to get up when they say get up. You have mm-hmm. to lay down when they say lay down. Not unless you're scheduled, you can show documentation. Like I had worked mm-hmm. third shift, you know. I was driving mm-hmm. home falling asleep on that third shift job I had at one time, you know. Mm-hmm. But God had kept me there mm-hmm. six weeks. And um, was around a lot of disrespect at the job. Uh, folks talk just disrespectful about women and things. And I didn't want to be around the nature. I ended up quitting. And then I got blessed with another job just recent here. Okay. So so you were homeless at one time? Is that yes. what happened? Yes, I was homeless. My uh, prior apartment, um, it was in October when that ended. Um, it was a festival with mice and um, nasty little issues with... Um, pieces and stuff in the floor in the hallways and um, they just, it was really nasty and um, I got behind with um, just running him. I had to run him to doctor all the time, the uh, 19 year old. The drugs had him bad. I had to keep taking off for different things and I just I just got to struggling and stuff with the mm. car. No, my car breaking down and paying that mm. and stuff like that. All at mm. once, everything, you know. <laughs> yeah. Man. What type of uh, drugs what was a 19-year-old? What did he do? The first time he had got um, laced, though, with the uh, Katie Spice and all that type of stuff. That's something you can't find in your system. Um, really, you can find marijuana, but not that them particular things. You okay. can just tell by the behavior that he was on that, uh, you know. When you're on some mm. drug like that, you'll do all kind of weird things. You do weird things, yeah, walk yeah. around naked. Um, and that, and I experienced that with him. And somebody said he's playing. No, a teenager, kids don't want their parents to see them like that. So I know that was right. no play thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so you said it was called Katie or Spice? Would you call it? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like um, I thought like they were saying that. something like embalming fluid and stuff too. He was doing all kinds oh. of stuff. I ain't for sure. Oh, oh, and, wet. Um, that wet stuff. That okay. too. I mean, just don't, a little bit of everything. You know, when you find the stuff off the street. It's a little bit of everything. He would find stuff on the ground. Um, he would walk from the east side of town to the west side of town. I almost got mm-hmm. a record from that. He had got locked up from being on that, uh, you know, uh, trying mm-hmm. to get in there to get food inside of a filling station. But 
uh, with guys. He ended up beating a case, and I had uh, somebody on his team, a coach, a life coach. He beat mm-hmm. that. He would have had a record. They was they said robbery, and he wasn't trying to. He was trying to get something to eat and call me on the phone. The place was closed. He didn't have no weapons, no mask, nothing. But they called it okay. a robbery. Hmm. Wow. So, so and so he got to move back into a new place with you now too, as well. Yeah, he's waiting on his place. They haven't came through yet. They keep don't have no people in office, uh, no maintenance worker. He's been waiting over a year and a half on his place. His place going is income. I think that's better for him since he's 19. You know, if he's not working to go to zero. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So is, is he working now too? He's not working. I told him over at my house, my place, you got to work, go to school, be in the army, something. You can't just keep sitting there. You won't get a key to my place until you do one of the three. That's why I told yeah, him. That, you get that tough love. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I know it's going to be hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, when you know when your one parent don't want to deal with his dad was in the army, he dealt with him a month and put him out after that drug stuff. He let him stay doing the drug uh, experience, but he put mm-hmm. him out. Okay, so yeah, so does he get where we have too then? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah, said what? Go ahead, Tiki. So I, I said it's best he learn now while he's still young, so that those habits don't continue. If he can learn that hard lesson now. Then, then, you know, his quality of life, he can improve, learn those lessons and not have issues so much later on yeah. in life. So, yeah, that's tough love, rehab. that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he been in rehab and then that little one had to see all of this stuff going on, you know. It wasn't just mm-hmm. him, his sister was abusive towards me, she's 21. Mm-hmm. My daughter, mm-hmm. my, my little one have seen that. And the only reason why I'm not in jail, because usually when your kid has been abusive to him, you end up in jail as a parent because you're going to handle them. I didn't because right. the little one was watching it. So somebody had to be the bigger one. And when that little one, he was like one and a half when that started, he could end up the one hurt or dead because we adults fighting around him and that would have happened. But I backed off because of the sake of the little one. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have been through that with her from spitting in my face to she's been, a, you know, punching on me, the 21 year old. Mm-hmm. But she's been through some things where somebody have abused her because I put her out when oh. she was young for fighting on me, you know, walking the streets, mm-hmm. post mm-hmm. road area, and things have happened to her that's terrible, real terrible. Yeah, wow. So she's been so, in yeah. an abusive relationship currently, off and on, I'll say. Mm-hmm. So you got three boys and one daughter? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so is it, it hard raising young men? And being in those situations, or, or did you your parents kind of inculcate something strong in you to help deal with this? Because it looks like you're dealing with a lot. Nah, my parents ain't really helped because my dad been deceased. You remember, he been deceased since hmm. I was like 22, 23. Some I'm guessing. I'm I'm in my 40s now, but he been gone a long time. Well, he been gone since I tell you exactly what he is. He been gone since my oldest one was three, and the oldest one is 27. So mm-hmm. there you have it. He been gone a long time, like 20 some years. So he really wasn't there like that. He was, he had battled with drug, I mean, uh, alcohol uh, use. He 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 mm-hmm. had stayed on that because he was hurt. Uh, it was hard though. My mom, she really, she really ain't helped me. She's helped the other ones. It seemed like favoritism to me, but I walked oh. and caught the bus with all my kids in strollers, uh, the older ones that were stair-step. You know, oh, family, they see you help, need help or need food or whatever, and they'll help Red Cross or whoever 
and know that you're trying to work and take care of your kids. Look like you'll help somebody who's trying to help themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, ever really ask thanks. nobody for nothing, you know? I really don't. Mm-hmm. But God has blessed for probably... other people that have stepped up. Mm. You've probably been very diligent with the youngest one as far as like educating him about the consequences of getting involved with drugs and everything. And I, I'm sure he sees his siblings, his older siblings, the results of, of getting involved with that. Is that probably the case? I'm having problems with him, believe it or not. He's going yeah. to doctor right now for ADHD, they say, because I mm-hmm. get phone calls about every other day at school with him. Mm-hmm. Um, they say he can't help it if you're ADHD, your brain is going and going and going. He's fidgety, won't be still, and he plays sport now. I got him in basketball, but he gets mad if he don't get the ball or it's not all about mm-hmm. him. He's mad. Um, mm-hmm. If he looks at my phone, he don't see himself on every picture with me. Little things like that cause him to get, he's got angry issues right now. His dad is mm-hmm. working with him. He works with him, but he more of, I'm a whoop your behind. That's not mm-hmm. helping him if you're ADHD, that don't help. Yeah. I don't know. I ain't trying to claim that. And they want to put him on medicine. You saying no to the meds? Um, if it continues, I may have to do something. I'm going to have to talk to God about it. I really don't believe in that. But I mean, as far as them, I can't say I don't believe in it because I take stuff for anxiety, depression due to when my little cousin started with him when he got killed six mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. So look into I can't that really because. Say no. Yeah, look into that because there are some natural things. I know uh, the ADHD is is common, really common among uh, okay, young kids. But there are some natural things that you can take to help with that. Just do it. It's easy. Just do a little bit of research on that. I know friends who uh, their children had that problem. They put them on some education and they said it was night and day difference. It, it wasn't drugs, you know, just natural. Um, I want yeah. that, what you said. Natural, My yeah. oldest one is he's yeah. vegan, vegan or whatever, vegan. He's in Atlanta. Yeah, he's, vegan. He says that. <laughs> yeah. No, no meat, nothing. He got, he do skin product as well and clothing line. He does oh, stuff, but he haven't t- contacted me in a long while. I have not seen my granddaughter um, number one time her first week of life. He's took her away from the whole family. So I don't know what's going on. That hurts me right there. Mm-hmm. That what will make me feel better. He took her away. My only grandchild, my granddaughter wow. from everybody. I don't know what went wrong. We don't have a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You, you, you seem to have such a positive disposition. So I, I really commend you for sharing what you've said so far because I never would have guessed you were dealing with all that. How are you, mm-hmm. how are you able to be so positive? I remember seeing you at, uh, at an employment place we were together and you were very <laughs> talkative, you're friendly. That's why we ended up talking. So how are you able to to balance all this? How, I how keep you... people in my ear. I got um, some best friends. Um, I could tell you this though too. This is another subject though. I was married for two years to an inmate. Matter of fact, it was my brother's best friend. My brother didn't mm. like that. <laughs> Because he said, my friend is not out with you to help you physically. But we end up hooking up because he would, my brother was talking to him in his ride. And I said, who are you talking to? And it started from there. Mm. I was married two years um, and everything. He didn't put me number one, so I divorced. So what I'm saying, we're still friends to this day. We're no enemies because I've known him since 15, the man I was married to. He called me today and he encourages me. And he found God. He's been locked down for 20 years. I married him because, um, two, I have faith that he's going to come home soon, and I still do. He still wants to be with me, he said, but on the outside, he want to do it right this time. But he didn't put me number one. That's why I didn't stay with him. 
you know. So you married him when he was in jail? In jail. We had a marriage, a ceremony down there. We divorced on 21 of June. Wow. How did he not put you first while he was in jail? Because he said, my mama come first, my daughter come first. And I was driving down there every two weeks through snow, sleet, and hell. Sick or well, mm-hmm. boot on my leg. I did that since 2013 to March of 22. That's when I stopped mm-hmm. visiting him. I came off his list. Um, wow. He see that now. He said, you're the only woman. I, I'm the only woman that he ever had a kiss in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Ever, I'm the only woman. Mm-hmm. Nobody come. They came, the daughter's mom. He kissed them on the jaw or whatever, you know, something like that. That's it. But as far as, you know. Ours is mm-hmm. deep because we was married at one time. So yeah, yeah. So so when is he coming home then? You know what? His outdate, according to them, it's it's a long time. It's a long bit. Twenty sixty five. See, but I Ooh. I don't look at what they say. I I know folks that have came home, even in spite of what they said. Yeah, well, that's a long time. Okay. I Ooh. I don't look at that. I I, I know guy can. Uh, he's he's the one to give the verdict. Yeah, you have hope. Right. For- yeah, he's still coming home. My pastor said that, uh, counting some words. He said, I hear jail cell doors opening for you, and you will be married soon. My pastor said that in, um, was it, 21. He said that, and everything that man that spoke, my pastor, I've seen it come to pass. Everything. Okay, so you're going to take him back when he comes home? Is that the plan? I'm, I'm asking God to lead me, but I feel like he checks on me. He he's good to me since he's been sitting. He had to be away from friends and family and be isolated. I believe he's gonna be a preacher though. That's what I know right mm-hmm. here. But God had to work on me and take me through a lot. I understand now. This is what I'm telling you. I have to go through everything I went through because if say if he is the one that God chooses to marry me, you gotta be a special type of lady to be able to be a first lady because you're gonna deal with a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm a de- you'll deal with a lot. And I had to go through a lot because God's trying to make a person humble and be the right position. You're going to deal with a lot. You got to learn to shut your mouth in mm. the spot, especially if I be a first lady, just say. They deal with a lot, you know. So I ain't saying that's what I'm going to be, but I feel in my spirit those things. I'm spirit led. I had to go through some losses and stuff because I got to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to go through my daughter abusing me because I got to help somebody else. I want to use this, my pain. And to be a game to somebody, help somebody else not go that route. And, you know, I want to be a speaker. This is really what I want to do um, yeah. my full time. I want to help people. And I'm going to do that. What is your relationship like with your daughter now? She's off and on. Just call me when she need me. Um, you know, just can you take me to go get some food? Can you come pick me up? You know, off and on. Just when she need me. She tell me she loves me every now and then. But love is something you show. For God so love the world he gave. If you don't show, then it's a suspect. It ain't just money, it's time. Mm. See. Now, uh, my next question is, you had told me that you had your youngest son from grieving. Did that mean you did not want to get married or see anybody? How, how did that happen? Um, I, I wasn't in no serious relationship. At the time, that's when I was dealing with the older guy who had heart conditions. Because we broke up off and on, off and on, off and on, maybe a year, six months here and there. I met the young one's dad at a restaurant, and he kept talking, trying to talk to me when I was going there. I say, no, no, no. One day I gave in. That's during the time when I'm sad. This man going to grab a broom and start dancing 
breaking it down mm. all the way from the top to the bottom, sing it to me, yeah. talking yeah. to me, store clothes and still talking to me, and I fell for that crap. <laughs> mm. And that's how I got my baby. I was saying, no, my little cousin just got killed, so I was down and depressed, and he encouraged me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he kept me laughing. Okay. That's so, what happened so, in the beginning. <laughs> so, so you didn't want to marry this guy after time, or you just said probably better off friends I was grieving, and he kept being nice to me. Okay. Okay. So, so, so t- yeah, he, he he did he. What's that movie? That movie uh, breaking. He did a turbo ozone with the broom and got you, huh? Mm-hmm. But uh, tell us about the, the gentleman that you were grieving for. How did you meet him, and, and what was that relationship like? I guess he was the love of your life. Man, I don't know a man like him. And I speak this, I don't think a man on earth can touch him. I tell ladies that all the time. They, and we and most women say we all got one like that. Boy, that's the one. If he fell from heaven again, I drop everything I'm doing and be with that one. Now, <laughs> I met yeah. him because his brother was trying to talk with me and he lived across the street from me. But he had a girlfriend and he like, uh, well, we could talk with my girlfriends at work. I said, no, not at all. That will be a situation. I said, but if you got a friend or somebody, that's fine. Give me a number. I have a friend. I don't mind having a friend. And he ended up giving his brother my number. And his brother calls me a week or two later. Mm-hmm. We met up. We hung out on Labor Day. It was our first date at a family function, 70s party. Yeah. And um, I met him. I said, I'm out here. He walked up from his little Fred Sanford truck, came and <laughs> walked me back to the garage where they had a setup with the TVs, the pool tables. And all the food yeah. outside, all kind of chicken wings from the barbecue, the honey barbecue, the hot wings, and whatnot. Um, that was a heck of a first date. Mm-hmm. And um, then um, we danced and stuff and shot food. And he was a gentleman. I knew that from the beginning because he's like, after the, at the end of the day, we went to the filling station. He followed me across the way. He said, I said, here, put this in my tank. He he brought back half my money and said, uh, uh, you came on my behalf. I thought it was only right for me to pay the other half of the gas. And uh, he just was a, a real gentleman. Just just was good. Took care of me. I got mm-hmm. sick the first week. He come and brought me barbecue medicine and made sure I ate real good and things like that. Mm-hmm. Real gentleman. Mm-hmm. Prayed for me. Yeah, we can't all beat prayed that. together. Can't beat one like that. <laughs> yeah, we prayed together. We sung to each other on the phone. We talked morning, noon, and night, just everything. Um, he was good to my kids. We had family time. We made family pizzas together. Everybody did a part in the pizza. One of them put the sausage on there. One of them put the pepperoni on there. I was there, all the surgeries. He had open heart surgery, four or five, a 19-hour surgery. I sat there the whole time. All the family left, you know. His mom came, didn't bring no food. She was home, I said, you can have some of mine. So she stayed three hours. I stayed the whole 19 hours. I could look at did him you, and tell when he was in pain. Did you say this already? But how uh, how long were you? How much time did you guys have together? How long were you together? Off and on, like close to twenty years, just off and on. Twenty years, okay. years, sometimes six months, but we always got back together. <laughs> I always ended up back together. I would find him in the hospital if he get mad at me. He said, "You's a bad chick. How did you know what room I'm in? I know what room you're in. You either on the first, the second floor, or the third floor. Either I see you <laughs> or the other floor. I know where you are. I know where the parts are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Same> mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. had, at, at night hours, I came after visiting hours was over. He sat it up like that because his family didn't care for me like that. I came mm-hmm. at eight o'clock at night in St. Vincent. I ate with mm-hmm. 
when he ate at the hospital, he ordered me a meal. Hmm. On his insurance, he ordered one. They just charged him a little extra. Yeah. It sounds like I a cleaned him up. Real, real strong love affair there. Um, yep, I cleaned it, him up. I cut his hair. I did everything. Did his feet. Took, brought my clipper bag in the hospital. They said, you can't cut his toenails. I said, I've been doing it for 10, 12 years or whatever. The nurse said, just shut the curtain. Go on and do what you do. I've been doing that. I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he was diabetic, so, you know. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you that, what happened. So so that's what ended up taking his life with diabetes? No, the heart. He had two heart pumps, if y'all know what that is. Um, like, he had a right pump, a left pump, a pacemaker, a defibrillator. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um. He had an opportunity to live, but he gave up. His brother called me after he died, just recently this year, and said they offered him another surgery that could have saved his life. And he said, no, I'm tired. And he didn't call me and tell me. Y'all know why? Because he know I would have cried like a baby and he would have fell for it. He was tired and I already made peace. And he he didn't want us to have no kind of disagreement on his last. He wanted to go out with peace and um, he ended up getting cremated though where he didn't want yeah. me to come to the hospital when he died no family we had talked on this he know I'm acting plum fool I already told him I would because we talked about death <laughs> so he didn't mm-hmm. want me to see him why he was like that and I didn't because I probably would have died with him because that was my heart yeah. that was my soul yeah. Yeah. So I could finish the series long time yeah mm-hmm. yeah that was my sweetheart I could finish the sentences he could finish mine I prayed for him. I touched his body. He said, oh, my God, how did you know my pain was in my thigh? I didn't know. I didn't know. He said, went away, my pain. So we had some kind of, something. he had an anointing on him. Yeah. I could look at his eyes. I know when he's sick. I know. I just know him. That's the way it is when you spend a lot of time with somebody. All them years, you just get to know. You got a rhythm. You you look at some, look at them, and just get a feeling like you just something right. So, yep. And I go to um, Mm -hmm. I um before he died, he said, "What if I asked you to marry me?" And had a a letter in my safe. Would you marry me? And before he died, about a week before, he gave me a little necklace and everything. It's probably, and he said, "Uh, it's a spiritual connection." And he said, "You're my forever. You're my numero uno." I was his papoose mm. on my life plate. That's what it says, papoose. Mm-hmm. Um, I know yeah. his favorite color, his favorite food. Some of his family didn't even know that. Yeah. His mom so, ended up dying though a year after because she was heartbroken. One year after, on the same month and everything ooh. on her birthday. I've heard people do that, be heartbroken and die because someone. She died of that. I'm surprised I didn't. But you know what's keeping me? Number one, God and that medication. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Good combination. Yeah, yeah pills and prayer, right? <laughs> yeah, because I, I should be gone because the way I love him, I'm surprised, guys. I'm still kicking it. I am so surprised. But it has to be God. I'm going to show y'all the necklace. I had put it up. He probably has seen it. Um, It's right here. He gave me this before he died. Mm-hmm. That stone, yeah. Yeah. He had one too, didn't he? He had one too. I wanted to give that to my two I, look, he knew him when he was two or a few years, the baby, but he had one that kept it, the family. They didn't leave mm-hmm. me nothing, the family. You think they would have when they know how much I loved him. But uh his brother told me, he said that man had mad love for you, girl. He just recently yeah. told me that. That made my day. <laughs> yes, it was. How come the how come the family didn't didn't like you? What, what what happened there? You know, they tried to be in our relationship. His sister made a comment 
um, anybody's happy. I don't want. I don't. I don't like happy couples. Just stuff like that because they didn't have things going. Probably more jealous. Mm. Wow. That, yeah. that happens a lot, though. Family interfering in relationships, and that ends up to their demise. Yeah. But, but I'm a love whoever whoever loved my kids. I'm a love you. Mm-hmm. The one I was married to, his mama called me ugly, and that's mean. When I've been there for your child, you know when he's facing all the time. Nobody's gonna be with nobody that's got a, a 120 years. That's what he had 120 years. Who be right, who tell. sticks with that? Mm-hmm. Okay, nobody. What, what did what did he do to get 120 years? Kidnapped the pope? Mm-hmm. Hey, listen here. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, then he was under the influence. One, two, somebody owed him money. Third, somebody meddling when they get to arguing. He had him with a weapon. Somebody called the, um, seen the, uh, what is that? The park ranger. Yeah. They end up on the high speed and stuff, and then they got the exchanging. Stuff oh. him and the police, and they say three of them got hit, but nobody died. So, oh. while he's Shoot. been in there, though, he, he's lost his son, though. Uh, his 18 year old son through uh, walking away from a fight got shot in the head about five years oh, ago. He didn't get to go to the funeral, so I talked to him. I said, "What's keeping you?" He said, "God, God, give you that peace and stuff." And now uh, he's a real spiritual man. Yeah, because he got 120, he can get out of 60. Good time, 40. So. I, I believe he's gonna come home within. If I had to guess, within between now and five years, we keep Fanny coming home. And it's power in our tongue. We got to speak it every day. It's power mm-hmm. in your mouth. Words, words mean yeah, everything. Absolutely. We got to speak. Absolutely. He said, "I'll be home soon." That's all you got to do: is speak it every day until you, until you free. He still yeah. wants to be with me because I was a good woman, and I am. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> Did he know about the other guy, the, the, the love of your life? They knew about one each was... other. So Who which one was the first? Yeah, yeah. Which one did you like more? It seemed like they both got love for you. To be honest, to be honest, the one who died—that's my heart. I got animals, stuffed animals that talk with his voice. But right now, that's my heart. Nobody could top him. I take him over any man. I don't care if he had one dollar. I'll still be with him because he's one that he gonna figure it out. He, you know, mm-hmm. he gonna he gonna he was gonna get the income anyway. He had a disability, so we still could make it. I'm one that if we had a one bedroom house, I'm cool. As long as we got the mm-hmm. air heat, I'm fine. You know, mm-hmm. so. Uh, but the one um, that was my husband, he took me number one, so I had to I had to get out of that. Mm-hmm. So wow. that's why. Okay. And uh, I asked him to be on his emergency contact. He said no. My mama been on here twenty years, so I can't put nobody else. <laughs> yeah, that ain't go to go for so, too long. That's not right though. And then when yeah. he buy me a little card or a rose or something, he got to buy his daughter one. You know, mm-hmm. it ain't no competition. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, um, mm-hmm. well again, uh, we're uh, talking to Denise Gilbert from Indianapolis, Indiana. You listen to the What's Up with Boys podcast. We're going to move on to the uh, second section of this show before we wrap it up. This is called the Rapid Fire Getting to Know You. And I'm going to ask you just a few questions. You just give us your thought on this, okay? Um, some people mm-hmm. say that having kids can uh, put one's back against the wall. Do you wish you had uh, maybe waited or, or had your kids later? Or how, how do you feel about having kids looking back now? I wish I had waited. I wish they, I wish to have the same children, but by one same man. Mm. <laughs> Not the mm. crazy ones I had, because actually I got all different baby daddies. The first three 
um, was by the same, but I had a set of twins, so they died. So that's why I said the first oh, three. Sorry. So I've had Ooh. I've had eight kids all together. Mm-hmm. But the first three was by the same man, but he was abusive. So that was my first uh, boyfriend that I got serious with. Okay. Pulling okay. out my hair and pouring bleach in my face, even while I was pregnant. So living in cars. So yeah, the first one, mm-hmm. no. So that's if somebody would be like, well, that's a wild person. You got different baby daddies. No, you got to know the story. He was mm-hmm. abusive. My daughter's father raped me. So you got to oh, understand. So why would I keep staying mm-hmm. with the ones who's doing that to me? No. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So, see, my daughter's going through that. See, mama went through that. You see that, that abuse. Yeah. Yeah, I that, that, see that pattern. Dude, what, what, what advice do you give uh, people about dating? If somebody asks you, Denise, what do you think I should about dating? What, what, what advice would you tell somebody? I say take your time. Be friends first. Uh, get to know the person when you're dating. The first few words in dating, my pastor told me this one, so I got this from him, Pastor McMullen. He said, data dating the word data in it no info about them learn about them because you want to know if they grandma or they brothers or cousin bipolar or schizo or whatever you want to know what you're dealing with get some data mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's what true i, I like that i like that <laughs> uh here, here's the question i like to ask people five million dollars or five minutes with jesus oh i'd rather be with jesus is that what you're asking? I think I knew her answer. <laughs> hey, if, uh, yeah, if you if you had your choice of five minutes or, uh, or five minutes with Jesus, you said you want to talk to Jesus for five minutes, right? Hold on, let me pause it. So why would you take the five minutes with Jesus versus the five million? Because Jesus connected to everybody who I've lost, I'm, my loved ones that I've lost. If I can get with Jesus, they with him, and I'm going to see them right then. Okay. I can see them all at one time. God is everywhere. That's what I want to get in touch with them, too. Yeah. And I have everything I need. Okay. Is there somebody now you need to forgive? Like I said, if I had to, really, God is working on me with this for my nephew, the one who took all my brother's things, property, mm-hmm. everything. He said, everything of my daddy's is mine. Like he didn't have a mother, like he didn't have a sister <laughs> and another sister, you know, him. I want God mm-hmm. to fix me to where I can walk past him and smile if I don't have nothing to say at all. Okay, I like if that. If it's just a smile, that's better than anything else. Uh, my next question is, if you were to date again or find somebody, what things will the man have to be able to do to get you to get to your heart? What, what are you looking for in a guy? You said it earlier. If you you got to talk about God. That's the, my number one thing because without him, nothing will work. I learned that from Gary who passed, the one that was sick. We kept mm. praying, and when prayer is in, it's going to work. You're going to have some ups and downs, even with God in your life. It's going to be some ups and downs, but you can get through it with Jesus. Uh, you got to mm-hmm. talk about him. You got to love family because I still got a one I'm raising. The older ones, I ain't going to say you got to like them because they could be disrespectful, but you, we're going to be respectful to one another. You got to have mm-hmm. something going for yourself, work or school. <laughs> you got to have something. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, my next question is this. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, make sure. Okay. If you could change two things in your past, what would you do? What two things would you change? Um, I would do the um, 
being an um, army in a service, that's one thing I would have did differently because it would have kept, because I got a lot of weight, that would have kept my physical together one. And then it's a lot of opportunities in there. And uh, I would have had my kids by a day. Say that again? Yeah. What'd you say about the kids? I would want to be married to the one kid's father if I could, if I could choose it. Okay. All right. I can see that. Okay. And is there anything you're not good at? Are you good with technology, computers, anything like that? Is there anything you can't do? I'm not good at that computer stuff. My son helps me with that. That's why I dropped out of Ivy Tech, but that's something the older one that passed was trying to help me so I could be more independent on my own without asking anyone who was working with me on that. I ain't pay attention like I should, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And, and you said you, you you said you weren't happy with your weight as well. What are you doing to, to work on that? I ain't been doing good. I had surgery, weight surgery, weight loss surgery. <laughs> but oh, I mean, that, uh, when you moving and stuff and you're here and there, when I was in the shelter here yeah. and there, I was eating everything that they got in me. I ain't been doing right. I had surgery and I'm doing mm-hmm. wrong, but I'm going to get back together. Oh, I lost 14 yeah. pounds, though. But I'm, 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 good. Uh, I'm at a standstill because I'm eating everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you get a little more consistency in your in your life, that you know that that becomes easier. You can focus more on yourself that way. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I got what, a lot of friends. A few friends. Go ahead. I was gonna ask you what was it like in that shelter? It, I mean, you can't really leave stuff there, can you? I mean, how, how does that work? You can. They got. They have lockers. I cried when I first went in there and seen some of the women. They was addicted on drugs. Some was pregnant on drugs. And some didn't take care of their skin. Real dry, dry legs and cracked up skin and all kind of scars. And the kids and women with children, they got to stay in another area separate with a gym area, big area. And with cots, we laid on the floor. And I'm too big to be on them low, low cots, but I did it. (laughs) (laughs) That's motivation right there. Yep, I had to hold on to the wall to get up, you know. My okay. son, he would call me and say, let me sleep in your car when he was at the men's shelter at the time. He slept in uh-huh. my car one time. He just said, I don't want to be here in that shelter. It's, it's, it's pretty bad. They raped you and stuff in there, he said. Oh, in the wow. men's. Mm, man. I'm glad y'all both are keep, continue to keep it moving despite those setbacks because that's been a lot. Uh, Denise, I just want to mm-hmm. tell you that we really enjoyed hearing your, your journey here, but we're just going to mm-hmm. give you two more questions here. Uh, what's okay. next for you? What's, what's next? What, 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 Where's Denise going from here? What are, what are you going to do in life? Um, again, I want to get on that being a speaker thing. Um, so I'm in my spirit. I want to take women or men, whoever wants to travel to see loved ones that's in prison. Because I have a lot of loved ones in prison. I got a lot of loved ones. Another one, he got 226 years, according to them, in prison. We talk all the time. He's been encouraging me and saying, what we don't do is we don't give up. When I've been crying about my brother, see, I got encouragers in my ear. He said, we don't give up. That's what we don't do. And he just lost his brother, but he encouraged me. So when he get down, I'm going to remind him what he told me. What we don't do, we don't give up. So um, I asked him, do they want prayer? But I'm going to uh, do the speaking thing. I got a book to be published this year. I'm just waiting mm. on my money, my funds to come back to publish. I already talked to the lady. It's just a fee okay. I got to pay. And my book is, I knew him, talking my God, but I didn't uh-huh. know him. Okay. When you know him, it's a personal relationship. Nobody got to tell me when I know, when I know, when mm. I know. Yes. Wow. And my life is like, in that book. Man, I, you definitely got to come back on here. We get that published and we're going to talk about that mm-hmm. some more too. 
Now, are you, I will. are you on social media? Do you have a social media website where people can find you? Well, what's your site yes. so people can they want to reach out to you? How do they do that? Yep, you go through there. A lot of everything I'm telling you, you'll see if you stroll down through my timeline. D Love, that's my um, Facebook uh, name. That's all I have right now. Is that D E E? D Love. L O V E? Yep, capital D, Lord, Lord E E, and Love, Faith, L O V E. Okay, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sure people just want to reach out, definitely want to find mm-hmm. out more and talk to you about your hear about your extraordinary journey. Is there anything else that we need to discuss before we go that you want to clear up or, or make sure we touched on before uh, we get to our final thoughts? Anything else you want to say? Um, not really, but I'm just saying, um, not really. It's just that uh, when you uh, you do the one thing you brought up, I say this unforgiving. In order for God to bless me and everything that I want to do, speaking and helping people, only how that's going to happen, the things I desire, and even the marriage thing, whatever I desire, it's going to happen when I forgive. When you forgive somebody, that means I can walk in the same room they is and don't get tensed all up. That's when you know that you forgave a person. So if anybody's struggling or don't know if you really forgave, if you experience uh, that stress and stuff when you're around that person who wronged you, then... Yeah then you know. You'll be able to smile when somebody wronged you, even in the same present without getting upset. That's when you know you forgave Mm -hmm. that person. So, God is working on me in that area, and that's when I know that he's going to answer a lot more of my prayers, because I desire for my family to be closer on both sides of the function. So, in order for them to be answered, I'm going to keep on praying. Maybe I'm the one that they'll see on that generational curse, like the abuse, like my daughter and I have been through, and I'm the one that got to step up, even though I might have to run it alone. That's okay, though. I'm, I'm the type now. I'm okay with being in a relationship, not in a relationship. I desire a husband, but if I never get it, I got Jesus. That's where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And that's for real. Yeah. That's for is real. It gonna be, is it going to be hard for you to be in subjection to a man? I mean, you've been on your own <laughs> making it for so long. Are you strong-willed? Or? I have been, but I'm learning not to be that because my mama whole side is very... Um, the women are controlling. Mm. I'm working on that. I, I do have a friend. Actually, listen, y'all. Y'all won't believe this, though. Somebody from prison, like when I haven't been talking to nobody, doing nothing, inboxed me, and I've talked to him for nine months. So I'm like, I'm confused, but I know that out of the three who I know that I talked to, one of them, I feel like God is going to bless me to be my husband. I know for a fact, because my pastor said somebody is, he said jail cell doors are opening. So when they're opening, somebody's coming out or going in. I just don't know. I'm just being nice to everybody and I just want what God is, what my prayer is. What he has for me, I want that. I want whatever Absolutely. God has for me, not what I want, but what he has for me because what he has is going to work. It ain't going to come back void. You see what I'm that's saying? That's a good, very so good attitude. Okay. He inboxed me and now he's my friend for nine months. We get into it lately, but he's just a friend right now. I'm just having friends because, you know, so I'm single I, still I, right now. I don't know how y'all can <laughs> argue if he there. What you know? What that's another show. But uh, <laughs> because like I hang on in real home. quick. Oh, because he's trying to come home, and I'm not handling his business downtown through the central office the way I'm not saying the right words or whatever oh, to get man. him home within this year. And he, so he wants and he to get mad at you for that. Okay. I've been down there three times. He said, I'm not interested in his freedom coming home if I'm not doing it right. Well, I ain't never been locked up, so maybe I ain't doing it right. You got to get the family to do that now. <laughs> Tell that brother, holler at me when he get out. But anyway, okay. Hey, you know what? 
I want to have, have Tiki read the final thoughts right here, and then we're going to wrap it up. Tiki, would you okay. read that final thoughts for us? Go ahead. Give it to me. Sure. Not many people talk about how we feel after a tough breakup or a loss of someone. Some find it nearly impossible to date because you start to see red flags in nearly everyone. You start to see so many things that you're not willing to compromise because you've learned to trust your intuition. And you can see when things are an issue with people that you may not be able to get over in a relationship. Yeah. Thus, we don't allow our feelings to get in the way of logic and cut it off before it even gets to that point. Perhaps some feel this way because we realize how many people are actually working on themselves and just seeking shallow connections. Sometimes people don't look to improve as a partner and think they're fine, which makes it hard to grow and it is exhausting. Some choose to be alone and wait. Others rush in. You decide what's best for you. Remember, everyone has a story to tell. We just want to know. Well, what do you know? Sure. What's yours? All right. Till next time, everybody. We thank our guests for being on the show, Mr. Denise Gilbert and Indianapolis, Indiana. We'll see you guys soon. Thank Peace. you. Peace. All right. Thank you. Peace. <laughs> thank you, Denise.